0: Eastern and Western media have plenty of differences when it comes to how they make their films. And on this episode of the Plastic Power Podcast, we're going to be getting into this. What's going on, guys? This is Starblast Studios. And as usual, we also got the man, the myth, the legend, Daredevil 19. Hello, everyone. And of course... uh. And of course, we got Jordan the Dragon Lee returning for this episode today again, make sure you check out his channel in the description down below it talks about a lot of this uh, of these of these different things again, this episode is going to be about the differences between Eastern and western media
1: yeah uh so the last podcast we did uh me, Jordan Starblast started talking about differences between like <laughs> manga. <laughs> 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 between uh manga and comics how all three of us we all prefer like anime and manga over like comic books like american comic books but we were just discussed discussing the differences uh what we liked more over this uh how s- comics are very repetitive and it just started into a very interesting conversation now we were saying, like anime or, or manga, we always find the characters more interesting than, say, like Iron Man or uh, maybe Thor or, I mean, some comic characters are.
0: And feel free to people. disagree, but it's just like well, yeah. this is just like how we feel because like, I know a lot of people have grown great attachments to Western stuff, especially because well, a yeah. majority of us live in the U.S., um, like in, on the Western side of the world and such.
1: That's
2: correct. Well, the co- comic book characters also evolve over time. You know, yeah. I think it, I think at a base level, a lot of these characters, upon conception, weren't really that, you know, groundbreaking in terms of concept and stuff like that. They do get better. Like, it has gotten better as time goes on, but when you think about comics at a base level, most of the time, the characters themselves are characterized very simply. Um, the, the concept behind them isn't necessarily that complex. Um, manga and comics both tend to take from mythology mainly uh well also science and stuff like that but mainly mythology uh as the inspiration for their stories and it just seems like it's not it it goes beyond uh you know with just media in terms of east and west like the mythology and the lore in the East, and a lot of times, is a lot more complicated, a lot more nuanced, a lot more interesting than the lore in the West. A lot of uh, Western mythology and lore and stuff like that is very—it's simplified, it's straight to the point. Um, you know, it's also like a regurgitation of like uh, different legends that also existed in the West in the past. So, I think that's also a big part of it. I think that, uh, you know. Uh, The the places that they're drawing inspiration from are, in most cases, more interesting in the East than they are in the West. And they're like we were talking about like we were talking about um, last time uh, after the podcast. In most cases, uh, Eastern media is also more willing to take risks in terms of what they're willing to put out there, you know, in comparison to western media and that's the way a lot of western media comes off boring and repetitive in some cases because what they are willing to do within that medium is very limited in comparison to eastern media
0: yeah you had yeah. a word specifically for it that like that hollywood was like in this lock like that people were like in this lock, what was it called media spoiled or whatever
2: yeah yeah well me- becoming media spoiled is it's something that hollywood's definitely aware of and it's something that they try to avoid but it's in a sense of unavoidable, but essentially the idea is that the more you consume media and the more that you get used to, um, certain concepts, the more that you see the same concepts play out over and over and over again, because like I said, it's all based in mythology and lore from our past. Like a lot of the ideas that people consider original aren't really that original. They're just, yeah. uh, recreations of, you know, a, or like a, a, a clever spin on a concept that already existed before. Um, I mean, there's a lots of stuff in literature and mythology and stuff that you can take inspiration from, mix it together to make some crazy product. I mean, so most it's not like Dragon
0: Ball because it's like, it was a parody yeah. of journey to the West in a specific way. That's a nah. big one right there.
2: It's not that it's not that, you know, you can't be creative with just a, a minor amount of concepts. It's just that Western media in particular, um, is dealing with an issue because they're constantly at odds with their unwillingness to do anything outside of the norm for marketing purposes because they think that's what's going to make money. So yep. there's like a battle between that and also their need to create new groundbreaking content. You know, so it's like it's it's a, they have to strike a really um, precise balance in order to continue to be lucrative and i think a lot of media is suffering from that today i think that's a lot of the reason that you're seeing you know regurgitations of past titles that don't quite meet up to the expectations of the previous titles because they're obviously money grabs because they don't have new ideas and they're not willing yeah. to take risks like so, look yeah. at star wars for example the fir- the you saw
1: the force awakens it was yeah. pretty much like a redoing of A New Hope. So that's a perfect example. Yeah, of as a
2: love letter to Star Wars, as a love yeah. letter. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, to me, that, that part of it is fine. But yeah. it does have the missing ingredient that Star Wars had. Uh, and that yeah. Star Wars also takes from mythology and lore that, you know, isn't being, they're not using that. They're not using the source material for the source material as the inspiration for their product. They're just using, um, you know, Star Wars. They're not thinking about what Star Wars used to create its product. They're just creating a product based on what they know about Star Wars. And that's very limiting. Uh, It makes it feel inauthentic. It makes it feel like it's fan made. You know, a lot of fan made content has that issue. They're not taking into consideration what exactly uh, the inspiration for that content was. They're just looking at the content and they and they're just taking from that. In a lot the, of cases, that's a mistake.
0: I think the Han Solo the Han Solo movie had that that kind of problem going on with it, right? Because like they took it's like here, let's take a popular character from Star Wars, let's make a whole movie on this, and like you know try to expand on it. But it was really like with the means of which George Lucas created that character from, and I never seen this movie to be fair, but like the common thing that I hear from a lot of people is that it just doesn't seem to capture a lot of that uh, same tonal, same feeling. It feels very distant from the main source of media in that, in that instance right there.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another one with that movie, uh, they switched, I think like directors three times. I think they had to rewrite it. So that was just a mess, but that's, probably why it was like that they didn't know what to do with it but right. um they did do something pretty cool with star wars they did like a bunch of anime episodes the first yeah one- well
2: th- that's all see anime here we go we're, <laughs> we're getting back into like <laughs> eastern media in comparison to western media you just brought yeah, up yeah. anime you yeah. know like the thing here's the thing and this is something that people just refuse to wrap their minds around but it's people really just need to accept this Star Wars itself is heavily inspired by Buddhism. Okay, yep. Uh, just like Dragon Ball, Star Wars itself—the the the Sith, the Jedi, the Gray Jedi, all that stuff. Like the tenets of the Jedi within Knights of the Old Republic, the game. The dude who created the tenets for each of those uh, Jedi orders took yeah. from Buddhists. He he stated himself that he took from different. Uh, buddhist and Taoists, um, you know, intellectuals and quotes and stuff like that to create, the, you know, what what their their standard was in terms of being a great Jedi, a, a Jedi, a Sith. You know, he he. That's where the inspiration where from that comes from. And like the late the latest Star Wars series is completely void of those types of themes, and you can feel it and you can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still enjoyed the films, but like I said. A lot, of, a lot of times, you know, a lot of the reason that Eastern media is more compelling and more interesting is because of where they're getting their inspiration from. It just keeps coming back to that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like it's a much more. I mean, how many times have we seen good and evil fight? How many times have we seen this black and white uh, version of storytelling where there's oh, no yeah. real nuance, you know? One of the most compelling things about modern media is that we've shed that uh, that form of storytelling away because it's become so repetitive. It's become so old, you know. So like, and that's the reason that Eastern media is so compelling because it's always blurring the lines between good and evil and black and white, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even even it it kind of goes to show why, like especially with uh, if we're talking about with Western stuff. I mean, a lot of the times though, because I think I think a lot of people because because you mentioned that they would make the the villains a lot more, you know, gray, like not in that in that type of area. Well, upon mentioning that, I can I can count a few characters from the from the Marvel stuff that that seem to be very much uh, like 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 having their own ambitions, like they're not doing it for evil purpose. Thanos. Very yeah, big but
2: it, it never starts off that way. That's the thing. It evolves into that the most primitive versions of those characters were just evil guys. They were just villains. Like when the, when those when the, those same characters that you're talking about right now, when they were first created in most cases, I'm not going to say in every case, but in most cases when those characters were first thought up of, they were just your standard stereotypical cheesy villain with some villain-esque motivations. You know what I mean? That's, that's
0: true Like because of the way that Thanos' origins was in the comics is what you're referring to. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, not just Thanos, but like most characters, like most characters were just cookie cutter when they first came out. They've grown and they've become more complex over time because of different forms of media, you know, influencing them. Yeah
0: that's the reason why a lot of people like like vegeta but like you know because he starts off as a villain kind of goes through his own arc he wasn't really like supposed to be like a a quote unquote villain he was meant to be from like like from like you know toriyama's like other uh, concepts of the monkey king at play to kind of conflict with other with the other aspect of the monkey king of the monkey king too like you know the uh the the six-year the six-year macaque and such and uh and so like but, but I want to also like kind of rewind a little bit back to what he was originally said. So you, you you mentioned a little bit and we did talk about this at the end of the end at the end of the previous podcast but I do want to like uh you know just kind of bring it back over here was a big example of the differences of how the eastern media is uh, trying out new examples and trying trying out new things is you know food wars they do a whole anime talking about food uh like and and how they do food it's basically like an an anime version of like hell's kitchen or whatever
2: yeah Yeah, so essentially they so essentially if you were to walk in to you know a a room of directors or like you know people who are going to give you money to make products in, in japan and you were to have some wacky crazy idea like food wars they would be like they would give you the thumbs up way quicker than someone in, in the West. Because like I said, they have these, this really high, like ridiculous standard. You can see this in Marvel films. Not that I'm not a fan of the Marvel films, but you can see that they have like a, there's a standard to like, and, and that's not necessarily always a bad thing. Like, like, Japanese media, in a lot of cases, is allowed to be more wacky and zany than American, you know, Western media, which I understand that. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't always come off well to a Western audience, which I think is something that Hollywood is also aware of, is the fact that there's different tastes in media as well. But, it, you know, the thing about it is, is, like, it still comes back to my point that, like, there's always going to be a group of people who, who is tired of seeing these same things play out over and over and over again. And who who wants to go and watch some anime and read some manga. And, you know, that, that, you know, I've been a, a nerdy guy. Most of my life, I've been into power Rangers, like all this stuff, you know, and most of that stuff is either directly influenced from, or, uh, eventually influenced from, you know, Japanese or Chinese media, uh you know like power rangers itself directly comes from a japanese show Senton, so it's just yep. like it's it's you know it's it's very clear um which side is more willing to take risks and use unique ideas in comparison to each other yeah like try and something
1: I, different yeah
2: and i think that's a lot of the reason that uh, there's a, there's a large group of people Uh, throughout the united states who prefer to read manga and watch anime in comparison to other forms of media because like i said it's just that much more different you know it's just there's just it's way more compelling it's it's way more rich it's got more layers to it It, you know like very rarely is it is it ever very cookie cutter and very uh straightforward and to the point uh and even when it is there's there's normally undertones of you know um complexity due to the fact that like for dragon ball for instance takes inspiration from buddhism and journey to the west and stuff and on a surface level it seems like it's something very simple that you can just enjoy and you can but there's also layers to it so even even in you know simple japanese media due to the fact that their culture is so much more rich and they have so much more stuff they can take from that's just like interesting and 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 compelling you know it's just like that i think that's a lot of the reason that eastern media uh, you know for people like us it's just more compelling because it's just like yeah. we and it's we, getting
1: even more more popular as months and years go on so yeah, uh, yeah I, I see agree. what you're saying because
0: like Usually they have, like, the base concept as the – like, in in Western media, the base concept is very simple. And then they add in all of, like, the other conflicts and relatability and other, you know, form of, like, heart-to-heart aspects on top of that. The base media, when it comes to Japan – like, to Japan stuff – is it's much more complicated. The other relatable things, the other like things that they add on top is the very simple things. Like it's a very there's a lot of like clichés that you know occur in Japan and there's a specific reason for that. And the reason for that is that because these clichés not only add recognizability and relatability, but also kind of help shift like make these, you know, these complex theme these complex themes fit in in place with the current story that that they are telling because a lot, a lot yeah. of the times like it, it it really is like it, it does help bring the the viewers like into like you know the kind of like the same world and headspace as you know these individuals uh exploring these these themes or, or, like, well themes one
2: thing here's here's themes like themes. the here's here's the perfect explanation or here's the perfect comparison to how hollywood treats its media in comparison to um the east okay so dragon ball evolution oh god oh, Everyone no a- he did it he, did he, said it. It.
0: he said it. He said it. He said it. Take out the pitchforks. <laughs> I mean, take out the flamethrowers. Throw, pull out the grenade
1: launchers. I just walked off. He's saying get flamethrowers. <laughs> listen,
2: listen. These writers, it look, the people who come up with the concepts that Hollywood implements into their films, in most cases, did not write the material for the media that they're adopting. Okay. They're just taking it to Hollywood and Hollywood's like, well, how can we make money off this? How can we spend this concept in a way that makes us money? You know, that's the bottom line. Whereas, yeah. so that's the reason that you get an abomination like Dragon Ball Evolution because Dragon Ball Evolution has no consideration for the source material that that Dragon Ball is, is taking inspiration from in that's comparison to Dragon Ball itself. It, they're not trying to necessarily tell a, a very compelling story. And this isn't always the case. Hollywood does, in some cases, want to tell a compelling story. Yeah. But, uh, and and they're getting better about telling compelling stories through media, such as comic books and stuff like that, in the modern era. But again, that, that comes back to them just being short on ideas. But, like, if you look at Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball is a very rich, nuanced culture. It's a culturally rich anime and manga it has things spread out all the through the manga that are that are nods at things that toriyama appreciates about chinese culture japanese culture pop culture things of the of that nature it's got stuff spread like it's hard not to read a chapter of dragon ball and not see something that's like what what's going on like you know once you understand like all the references that toriyama makes because it, it's a reflection of the things that he enjoys in his mind then you start to understand. Whoa, this is a very rich product that that it, a lot of heart and soul was put into. You start to understand. Oh, this has a very personal touch to it. This isn't just some like this isn't some commercial product. This is something that someone put genuine effort into. Whereas with like Hollywood, their approach is not that at all. They do put effort into it in the sense that they want it to make money, but putting effort in it into it in that way is not the same thing as putting an effort into creating a product that is going to be naturally compelling and keep the attention of people who consume a mass amounts of media, you know? And that's why I say like, I do think that Hollywood is, I do think that they're aware of being media spoiled to a degree, but I also think that they take it for granted and they don't really consider in a lot of cases like, like i said it's really hard to strike that balance and you know uh take risks without you like it's not even so that i don't understand where they're coming from because i do understand that they're playing with money and it's not easy to like Mm -hmm. take money and like take risks with money like i understand that especially in the world we live in today but i you know it it just seems like to me that we're going in the direction of you know, we're just going to start stealing mass amounts of Japanese media in the United States and trying to create commercial versions of it because we are that we are reaching the bottom of the barrel in terms of uh, being willing to allow creative minds to create new media in the United States. We are at an all time high in terms of being unwilling to let people create compelling media, and we are at an all time low in terms of ideas that are for grabs. And, and you can see that on Netflix, you can see that all throughout, like, you know, everything that's coming, like we just had a cowboy bebop and a uh, live action thing coming out. We've had, you know, we've yeah, had, uh, they're, they're eventually going to do one piece from what I've heard, um, Series, you know, yep. like, it, yeah. So it's just like, it's very obvious what's going on. And I do think that it's, we're reaching a point now to where, uh, the The approach that Hollywood has to entertainment is going to start having like some really bad negative side effects for, you know, uh, I mean, people are gonna they're gonna make money no matter what. People just watch yeah. things. People just <laughs> films are something that people just consume. You know, yeah, uh, right. that new Velma Gideon, show is, was yeah. a great example of that. There was tons of people all throughout Twitter who said, "Oh, this is the worst thing ever," but yeah, it was one of the most viewed shows like ever. Show? You know what I mean? the Velma show, that new show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was all kinds of yeah. people who said they hated it, but yet it, 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 it was watched like crazy. So yeah, people are going to watch the it anyway, them anyway, but if you want to break ground and you want to create stuff that sticks and stuff that people are going to take with them for 20, 30 years, like Superman, Iron Man, Dragon Ball, Uh, All this stuff that people are still trying to keep alive today, you're going to have to be way more willing to listen to like up and coming people who, you know, have, you know, unique ideas. Like, it's just I don't know. I just feel like uh, I just feel like if we had a more uh, if we had a more open system in terms of what who Hollywood was willing to work with, I just think it would be for the best for everybody. Yeah, I just another, think that like East, East, they're like the East is ahead of us in terms of that stuff by a long shot. Another thing
1: with Hollywood is it's even like Netflix. They always try to do quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. Like most of the shows on Netflix, like aren't even good, <laughs> or the movies they make. It's well, Nef- Netflix always, also
0: has a, no. Sorry, go ahead, Go
1: ahead. A, oh no, the, there's always that one gem like Squid Game or. Uh, like the Dahmer show blew up. Like they they always have a gem that pops up, but most of their stuff you just look past. What were you going to say Starbless? I
0: was I was going to say like the thing about it was with Netflix is that they don't really they kind of have that problem where they don't really market their shows in a lot of yeah. the smartest ways. They just it cuz with with Disney with Disney Plus and other subscription services or Crunchyroll or whatever, they have the episodes yeah. going up there on a weekly basis and this it allows them to, you know, to to gather up some hype for uh yeah. for every for every single you know episode for people to kind of tune in and you know get people talking about it on social media to go ahead and do that but with netflix they just drop every single episode on the uh like on, on their on their, <laughs> their website like all, all at, at once yeah. yeah and i remember i remember this being actually a uh a, a thing that messed with one of the anime's um uh viewability this was jojo's jojo bizarre adventure uh part uh part two of part so, six yeah yeah, yeah. stone oak like the the second half of that was significantly under advertised and there wasn't any way for them to make up like you know to, on the uh to, to make up what was lost you know with the hype train because there, there was so much stuff that went on there like a lot of crazy things and a lot of like uh aspects of the show that was really um it was, re- it, it was it. was a lot of the events was just like groundbreaking. They were crazy. They were they were like super like you know out there, and and a yeah. lot of the things that you know we like a lot of the things that the JoJo fan would, fan would you know go nuts over if they had never read the manga, but um it, but it's just it, it was significantly underwhelming the amount of hype and the lack of attention and the lack of conversation that people had. Uh, with that part because Netflix just dropping them, you know, like n- dropping the episodes, like all at once just made the, made the entire show lose the hype that it had when, then in comparison to when part five was running, where we had new episodes of that going on and different, you know, stands and different like villains every single week. That like, it kind of, because yeah. the show kind of like has that sort of villain of the week type of formula. And without, without that, it just, it doesn't work. So it's just like, even it, it, like, Netflix in and of itself with its formula it has things that also kind of hurt it
2: yeah it's like why are you gonna throw all this money into a product that they're willing to let you adopt they're willing to let you like adapt it into like your own thing why if you know it's gonna flop why like if, if they should know by now it's not that yeah. hard to see you know like after the first flop it's like this this isn't gonna work unless you do it differently. If you did it differently, and you were true to the the source material, and you 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 know you drew inspiration from the same place they did, and you actually tried to make it feel authentic, then people would be way more likely to get invested in these like live actions Netflix adaptations. But nobody nobody's going to is going to settle for a second rate product that does not compare, nor does it feel like the actual product itself. Nobody's ever going to do that. Like yeah.
1: um. What's the one, man, I can't think of the name, the anime where the kid, Death Note, that's a perfect example of what you were just saying. A lot of people hated the live action movie, but they adore the anime, so, yeah, yeah, that's just a perfect example of what-
2: Now, uh, I I do understand, I'm not one of these people that doesn't understand that when you're adapting something to live action, it's not easy to recreate it the same way that it's I understand that anime and and film are two different things. Like I'm not ignorant yeah. to that, but that being said, that does not mean that the examples I've seen of them adapting anime have been horrendous because they have the the characters are not like it's not even that the actors aren't necessarily suited in most cases. It's the way they they portray the way they you know portray the actors to you the way that they show them off to you like in most cases they they butcher their character on purpose because they want to have some kind of weird spin on it that isn't what it originally was they butcher the outfits they they don't make it seem like the actual thing it's like a weird it's very obvious that it's a weird Netflix knockoff and nobody's gonna go for that (laughs) they're never gonna go for that (laughs) it was true there's a reason we went to anime guys (laughs) <laughs> there's a reason it, we went over there you're it, just it, trying to turn anime into into what pushed us towards anime to begin with that's what you're doing it doesn't make any sense
0: but it, it's <laughs> it's funny though because like i i wouldn't even say that that the west is the only type of is the only type of uh like the East, the East has these exact same problems as well. Like the West isn't the only one that does that. Like you could even see with the live action anime adaptations in Japan, like with Full Metal Alchemist or with Attack on Titan, and um, it, it, even there's, there's these other versions of Death Note as well. That before, like they they had these live action adaptations. And they were just not nearly as good. With the Attack on Titan one in in particular, they completely changed the story. They completely changed around the characters. Some of the characters didn't even have the same names. Like, they switched the names around. And they have cars and can't – and and they have cars and, like, what was it? Like, like, I think they had – I wouldn't be surprised. I
2: I would not be surprised if there's, like, five Death Note live-action adaptations (laughs) in Asia. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like 20, you know, one piece live action adaptations. Like they do that like crazy over there. The thing about it is, is like the difference over there. Yeah, there there is one version that is good. The difference is is they have way more production. They're not limited to Hollywood. They have a way, way more production companies scattered all the way throughout Asia that that can just be like, you know what? We want to adapt this. You know what I mean, and some of them don't even ask for money because, well, some of them don't even get permission. That's the thing. Like, you know, oh, from
1: like the creator, right?
2: Yeah, like a a lot of these like knockoff, like for example, there's like a Chinese live action Dragon Ball film. They didn't get permission for that. Like, it's just talking about like, you know, it's just. I know what you're talking about. It's it's different there because there. If, in most cases, if you see a live action version made, it's because it's being mass produced by like a small, a small production company who doesn't have the means to do, to do it justice to begin with. Whereas Hollywood does not have that excuse. They don't have that yep. excuse. They are the richest entertainment industry in the world. Uh, they can do like way they're capable of doing way more. We've seen what they're capable of doing. It's just I just feel like. Whoever is managing how much money and how much time and how much effort and how much passion is put into specific projects in Hollywood, you know, it's 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 not. I just don't think it's necessarily the best. I don't think they're necessarily handling handling it the best. I think there's a now. Don't get me wrong. It, you know, it might not even hurt them that bad because a lot of this stuff that they flopped in terms of adapting, they can literally just try to adapt it again. Yeah. and just put actual money into it and then they're you know they're fine or whatever but i just don't i think it's a big i just think it's a huge waste of money and time to create a product that is in no way superior or even equal to you know the product that you're adapting i just think it's a huge waste of money i hate seeing it i don't even like seeing it like, yeah, it's like to they know more-
1: it's gonna fail and they don't care anyway they just do it
2: Yeah, and to me that just seems that just seems it's a waste. Yeah, yeah. Not only is it a waste, it just it seems like a a bad approach in general.
1: And and you you're taking a dump on nostalgia for people like evolution. Should I get Mm -hmm. up and leave again? Are you going to get the flamethrower? (laughs) But (laughs) but (laughs) but evolution. I don't even think they put that much money into it. Like that's No, I doubt it. That's like Spider-Man, practically. Like how Spider-Man is here. They should have thrown uh, barrels of money at the people who would actually want to make it. Because Man of Steel, for example, the fighting with Zod and Superman at the end, the entire time, I'm like, this is perfect for Dragon Ball live action. Like, this is perfect. But we got people on freaking wires <laughs> in evolution as you could see them doing it and horrible actors too. But you could tell they did not give a crap. They knew they had something big from Japan. They probably had no idea what they had and they didn't care about it. And it's a shame cause.
2: Well, you know, no one is to blame, but the, but the directors and the producers and the people who are actually in charge of the film becoming yeah. what is you know, yeah. I actually I had the pleasure of meeting uh, James Marsters, the guy that played uh, Ke- who played Piccolo yeah, in the Piccolo, film. I like him. He yeah. he was an extremely nice guy. He had a lot of respect for the fandom. He actually yeah. told me that he played Zamasu for free under an alias just mm-hmm. to make up for the fact that he was in Dragon Ball Evolution. And that he yeah. was a part of that abomination to the Dragon Ball fandom. So it's you can't even even put it on the actors or anybody like that. It's just yeah, it's literally all on the production companies in Hollywood who are just they are just so rigid and so blind to the fact that they are literally shooting themselves in the foot in a lot of cases with these products that they're putting. out. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Like um, yeah. But uh, him as Piccolo, even though that movie was the worst thing man ever created, <laughs> he probably, I think, was... He killed it as trying, Piccolo. Yeah, he was trying to make Piccolo Piccolo, which out of yeah. all the characters, I felt like he was Piccolo out of everybody. but uh, Yeah. But, but yeah, Goku
2: was so... Oh, my God. No, no offense, it, Justin Chadwin. That's no not offense, his bro. Role. I'm not no. trying to be... Uh, I'm not blaming you. Like I just said, I'm yeah. not blaming you. Most of the if time, it's the director's watch, fault. I'm oh, not blaming yeah. you. Okay? I do think he, you doing some research around the character would have been cool. Yeah, but like not at all. But I'm not blaming <laughs> you, but like that version of his character is so unforgivably bad. It's he just like, like there's no... I can't forgive that. <laughs> and
1: instead of his ghee, they're like, let's give him an orange and blue
2: hoodie. Bro, the part where he's at the party. No, he's I like, know
1: what you're doing.
2: It's like, Oh my gosh, man. We could just do a
1: podcast just making fun of this. Look, look, you know what? That movie, <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: that movie, look, look, you know what? I'm going to say something very controversial. And I'm going to say that if you look at that film as an american hollywood parody of dragon ball rather than an actual serious product like if you actually sit down and watch it like oh this is just hollywood like f- pretend that they're like butchering the movie like on purpose movie for anime. yeah 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 <laughs> pretend that they're butchering it on purpose and it, it it can it can actually be pretty entertaining and funny if you pretend that they're doing it on purpose but you have to do that you have to like you have yeah. to ignore that they want you to take the product seriously <laughs>
1: <laughs> whenever i do watch it that's how you gotta watch it i mean y- you know chris stuckman you know you oh, ever yeah. seen he does the like, hilariosity dragon ball review. Very good <laughs> yeah yeah because he's a huge dragon ball fan like us and he hated that movie with a passion but that's how he looks at it like it's yeah. a spoof you know yeah but um i mean The whole thing we're talking about, we're not just saying, oh, comic characters suck and all this and that. No, no,
2: no, no, no. No, Yeah,
1: we're just saying, like, we – like, there is some amazing comic characters out there. It's
2: all in how they're handled. Yeah. I know. Exactly, I specifically
0: specifically feel like – I actually wanted to mention this a little bit earlier. I feel like with Batman – let's talk Batman, for example. uh, He's like – in his case – I, you want to know why I feel like he's so much more interesting and so much more popular? I mean, I mean him in Spider Man, but let me get into Batman first. It's because yeah. the themes of what made, and even though it wasn't like you know original, he was just meant to be like a knockoff of you know Superman. You know, they literally just changed. He was the like a detective, apparently.
2: actually. He was originally yeah. like a detective. Yeah, who yeah. just wore a batman costume and but the current <laughs>
0: themes that they have right for like how he is like you know right now like like for like what he's based on like you know he's a he's a guy with with prop with, with like with with parental problems he well because because he lost his parents and he just like he's like an overall like you know dark character with a lot of like his character writing and actions not really you know it's it's more you can you can understand why he does the things that he does, but it's more you know for subtle reasons and such. And the times where yeah. he actually you know blows out, and he's like you know showing emotion. There's a lot more substance to that. Why do you think that a lot of the uh, other than a select few, of course, but why do you think that most Batman movies always seem to like get get it so right and like and and, Kay, and they they like the the ones the ones with Christian Bale, um, you know the the ones recently with it's Robert Pattinson my very, friend. okay. Well, I was talking. Well, I was saying, like I said, I say most, um, but like not, not all. Listen, oh, there is bat nipples, bro. Bat nipples, God, Batman and Robin, no, Unforgivable.
2: Un-
1: nah, were good. Michael Keaton. It can
2: be funny. It can be funny. Yeah, I can. The thing watch. about it is, is like Batman has been approached so many different ways, though. Yeah, there's so like, many ways you. The can thing about it too. is, it's like Batman has not. Batman is like a weird. <laughs> Like Batman is actually if you want to like argue in terms of like Batman's success, I think Batman has been successful because it actually adapts to the times pretty well in comparison yeah. to most media. Like whenever, uh, you know, they they had it as a comedy at one point, they had it as like a compelling, uh, you know, detective thing that you would read, you know, in the very early days. And then, you yep. know, it just gets more complex and and. Uh, you know as time goes on like you know now we've got him now he's basically a ninja you know what I mean like people don't realize like Batman was not always a ninja guys nope. he was Remember not always a ninja show? like you know what I mean so like yeah he. It, I think more than anything I think Batman is just one of those characters that like they've actually he's, he's an exception to the rule where they've actually done a good job re-implementing his character over and over again Whereas in a lot of other cases, they don't do a good job. Yeah, they tra- transitioned
1: him changing with times really well, like it worked mm-hmm. out. He is one of the best comic book characters out there. Uh, there's a reason why he's this popular. Um, another thing, I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to bring it up before. But you guys ever notice how similar a comic book character is? And an anime character, two of the most popular characters, have a very similar origin. Superman and Goku. Yeah. You ever notice that? It's oh, Well, it, yeah,
2: I think Toriyama did that on purpose because yeah. um, Toriyama created a character called Supa-Man um, right. yep. in, in Dr. Slump. And supa Man the whole point. Okay, this is going to be kind of a complicated thing, but I'll 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 explain it the best I can. This is my this is what this is why I think that Toriyama decided to like take from from uh, from Superman specifically because not only is he a Superman fan, but Goku is a play on the opposite concept of Superman. Because Superman's whole thing was that he was a hero, but he was a hero for himself. Okay, he like Superman's whole thing was that if you didn't give him credit for being a superhero, he was going to hurt you. Jeez, like he would. He would literally. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he would. He would like sabotage your vehicle or some weird stuff. Like if you didn't give him the credit he felt he deserved, he was just a complete jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So he's supposed to be like a false hero in a way. And I think that that was that was their way of criticizing early Superman because early Superman, a lot of people don't realize this, but early Superman was a mouthpiece for a lot of propaganda back in the day. Like way early Superman, like he was implemented into a lot of anti-Japanese propaganda. Uh, He was implemented into a lot of anti-everything propaganda, to be honest with you. But like, Due to that, due to the fact that he was constantly being, uh, you know, shown as some sort of heroic figure, even during those days, whenever he was being uh, openly racist and destructive, you know, they oh they God. they see him as like, a, a, you know, a false hero type figure. Whereas Goku, yeah. the way Toriyama's written him, he's written him in a way to be the truest form of hero that there is from an Eastern perspective. He is like the opposite of Superman in the sense that. He he doesn't want any self-gratification for his actions. He just wants to get stronger. Like yeah. he doesn't want any credit. He he he's not, like nothing he's doing is he doing for self-gratification. He's doing it for you know just for his own self-improvement. So yeah. like Superman in a way, you know, Go, Goku sort of criticizes Superman's philosophy as a character through his existence. And I think that's I think that's sort of like why Toriyama considers him his own personal Superman and like a new and improved version of Superman, because he doesn't have that same issue of being like a false hero in comparison to Superman. I think that's that's where his mind was at whenever he was, you know, comparing Superman to Goku. Now, Toriyama is also just a huge uh, Superman fan. And Superman has a very similar backstory to the Monkey King as well. As a matter of fact, before Dragon Ball uh, before Dragon Ball was ever a thing, uh, there were comics that were comparing Superman to the Monkey King. I actually have a, an old tie comic where Superman defeats the Monkey King and he goes to heaven and plays out the events of... Journey to the West for a short span of time and they literally replace the Monkey King with Superman. I have a comic, a very, very old comic where they replace the Monkey and they actually call him Stone Man in the comic instead of Superman. He looks just like Superman, but they call him Stone Man because the Monkey King was born from a stone, so it's a play on that. Instead of a monkey being born from a stone, a man is born from a stone, and that man is Superman, and that's essentially what the The uh, the whole thing of the story is is, it's explaining why the monkey king, being a monkey, was important in the story and him not being a man because him being a monkey uh, that fed into his purity that fed into him having pure intentions. He was an animal who had uh, who was a slave to his instinctual behavior to his need to survive. Uh, You know, like he he wasn't necessarily um as with it as a human i mean he was very intelligent but he due to the fact that he was sort of a slave to his instincts you know like his approach to things it came from a pure place like even the evil that he did came from a pure place like his heart was pure whereas with superman a lot of the early versions of his character it's the exact opposite he is not he's actually doing good things with bad intentions rather than doing bad things with good intentions so, there's always been like a weird relationship between the Monkey King, Goku, and Superman. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it actually goes way back farther than people even realize. Like, it's a weird philosophical thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Superman, yeah. what, came out in like the early 50s? Sorry, Sorry mm-hmm. Starblast. No, you're okay. good. Really I was about say. to
0: say because it's just like I like I think that you can I I would definitely I can definitely see like when 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 Goku was being made he was like okay he's he's doing it as like you know legitimate criticism but I don't even think that the uh, the backstory because obviously uh, when when Toriyama first created Dragon Ball Goku wasn't even supposed to be an alien he was just a right, he was with just the, the monkey king yeah. yeah he was just a play on Wukong and such yeah but then later on like that that whole backstory did come in and that thing was changed so you see it's just like. It, it it wasn't even like people want to like say yeah, oh it, like the backstories are the same, but that's not even what Goku was kind of meant to be in the first place. actually Toriyama almost ended the entire the entire show his, his his whole manga after the you know the Dragon Balls had all been found. It almost just ended there. But then you know yeah, he, during
2: the Dragon Ball Z era, he was like, you know right. what, sci fi is popping right now. People love sci fi. People love a lot of these new age sci fi films that are coming out. So guess what? Like these comics. So guess what? Guess what he I'm taking inspiration me. from? Yeah. Like he he has said plenty of times, he's like, if you want to make money in the entertainment industry, study how other people are making money. He has said that himself. Like he has openly stated this in his guide for people to learn how to make compelling manga that sells. He yeah. actually has a, a guide that he uses to try and teach people and jump how to make compelling manga that can make money and he yeah. says that himself he's like study other media study what makes them compelling study what what makes them entertaining so he knows what he's doing in that sense like he's i mean you can kind of call it cheap but it's it's really it's it's no different than what everyone else is doing even on a subconscious level there's people well, yeah. who are doing that yeah well there's people that who are doing that yeah there's people that who are doing that who are coming up with original material who don't even realize that they're subconsciously using material that they have gathered throughout their lifetime that they were entertained by, you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like he's just taking advantage of that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. like their story, their origin isn't identical, you know, uh, frame to frame, but yeah, they similarities to it. Which one I always
2: really found cool thing? One really cool thing I noticed recently is yeah. in a lot of the early. Um, um jor art like um superman's dad yep he's wearing a red bandana like bardock oh, so i thought that was really cool shit.
1: damn that that's a n- n- fun fact right there should yeah. i do that
2: yeah that's
1: really cool holy shit
0: although if there's if we're also going to be talking about like uh one now jordan i don't know if you, if you specifically you know watched my hero academia my Hero Academia takes from a lot of, like, Western stuff. And I've, what I've noticed... I've watched similar, some of
2: it. Well, yeah, what I've watched I've some noted, of it. My kids love it, so I have watched some of it.
0: Well, one of, the, one of the things that I feel like is very, like, you know, similar time and time again whenever I'm watching that show is how many similarities that Deku actually has to Spider-Man and how they've kind of, like used taking a lot of the you know aspects in that character spider-man i think with his popular what exactly is it that because i'm like because i'm like really trying to think spider-man doesn't have like you know those ideals. he's just he's a character who isn't really meant to you know obviously be a purification of good he's meant to be a representation of like us people who have Mm -hmm, day-to-day responsibilities and he also has like you know a more like a good uh, like the the idea of principles and how far one must go in order to keep responsibility
2: yeah, he's the most realistic spin on a person just randomly getting superpowers. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? Right. Like, just it, like that it's could... really hard yeah. yeah, it's really hard for us to comprehend being Superman. It's really hard for us to comprehend being Batman, but we can kind of relate to being bit by a spider and randomly getting powers. That would be wild, you know. Mm-hmm, we yeah. can we can actually, you know, approach that from a from a relatable perspective we can um, try to imagine uh being that person whereas with Superman it's like whoa I can't even imagine being that powerful yes that's just um,
1: different level type stuff yeah spider-man's very like you said relatable like it could be yeah. a regular guy like you me or starblast yeah and I, and I the problems
2: that they give him are stuff that we would naturally relate to like it's like yeah. like he said it's like it's stuff that he goes through in his day-to-day life that we would too getting a job yeah. uh, going to school dealing with relationships stuff like that you know yeah. the the most complicated thing that superman has to deal with in terms of his relationships is just making sure that his love interest doesn't get killed you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. whereas with 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 uh you know i mean it's not that they don't ever expand on the whole identity thing with lois lane But, like, it's not in comparison to to Mary Jane or the weird love triangles that Peter has had throughout the series. Like, it's so much more complicated than than most comic book stories and relatable.
0: Yeah, because, like, oftentimes whenever it came to, like, Superman dealing with, like, you know, a specific problem – either in order to kind of make it like solve that problem they'd give him like another power or they'd you know just have him like come up with like something on the fly like you know super like thing he needs to get he needs to get an article done within you know this specific time uh he just like he just like he has a super, super mind boy. he has a he just like he types it up and he like he's done in like 30 seconds with with smile, he doesn't it, it's not that simple you see him like having to have to struggle to get his assignments done and then also yeah. like oh i have he has to go out there and try to like you know fight crime while while he can because that's like a life and death matter but it's also going to you know be at his own um he's gonna get the bad end of the stick for that because that could possibly lead him to like you know fail a class or whatever
2: yeah and we're not trying to say that the west is the only one that takes from the east the east definitely takes from the west my hero academia is essentially the x-men of yeah, yeah, anime yeah. is and as far as I'm concerned i mean there are some weird flips to it like for for example it's more popular to be a mutant in that series than it is in yeah. x-men like it's like mean you don't have powers like in... tones to that yeah. yeah 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 but like but like we're not but the thing about it is it's 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 odd it's very odd that in more cases than not when eastern media adapts something from western media it becomes extremely popular. And when Western media adapts something from Eastern media, it flops. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, there is, there is something to be said about that.
1: Yeah. Even one piece is like that. I always thought it was like X-Men, but pirates. (laughs) That's what it pretty much is. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, well, so one piece interesting the next man. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no,
0: no, I was Well, one piece I was about to say one piece also takes a lot from journey to the west. Like there's a lot even in like with the most some of the most you know recent stuff like uh Luffy has oh, yeah. a lot of like some of the character and I mean, he's literally based
2: on Here's the thing. What's what makes Luffy interesting is that we know for a fact that Oda took inspiration for Goku to make Luffy. We know oh, for a fact, fact that he did. Meant, yeah. Which That's is what I weird on like that. Picked up which is weird because Goku is inspired from the Monkey King. So there's like this weird thing that's happening there yeah. where the Monkey King was created, Goku was created, and then Luffy was created, and it's just like, you know, it's this is so it's like it, he is he does take New from Land Monkey Day. King, you're right, but like it's it's he actually takes a lot from Goku himself, too. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like the eating. <laughs>
2: yeah Being well happy- the eating comes from monkey king too yeah like a lot sure. a lot of people don't realize that a lot of goku's like most defining character traits are just the monkey king's character traits yeah, like yeah, him yeah. eating all like that that is literally just the monkey king i mean that they, they also uh there is also a scene and geekdom 101 did a short about this which i thought was really cool there's also a scene where jackie chan is eating a bunch of food just like that and uh in the drunken master and they ask him how he can eat so much, and he says that he's a growing boy. And Goku says the same thing in Dragon Ball when they're asking him how he can eat so much food. He says, I'm a growing boy. So it's, I don't know, That just to me, the fact that there's those two layers to it, the fact that the Monkey King was already a character who ate a shit ton of food, and he also used that to reference uh, a kung fu movie, uh, you know, the... The Drunken Master, like he 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 made a double cross reference, and he does that throughout yeah. the entire series. Like you'll think something is just like a reference to one thing, and it's a reference to like five different things, and that's just yeah. and that just speaks to how yeah. compelling and rich a lot of anime is in comparison to, uh, you yeah. know, a lot of like it's it, a lot of this stuff. It, you know, I don't know. Not everybody is looking for very compelling, rich material, and I think yeah. that you know, I might just a little bit be overestimating how many people there are in the world who are interested in that type of experience. But I just think if you want to remedy the issue of having a shortage of new material and a shortage of new concepts, you're going to have to, you're going to have to ignore the fact that some people just want mindless entertaining entertainment a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to like work a little bit harder and like try to come up with stuff that like, uh, I just don't think it's a healthy attitude to just assume that the consumer is stupid all the time. Yeah. You know Where's what I mean? Go?
1: Like,
0: Do you think that it would be, in, in some cases, like... Because it, it almost seems like with... With, with Hollywood trying to come up with new, you know, original, like, ideas, it's actually, like, being more problematic because, like, you see with, like, with Dragon Ball, the references that Toriyama makes actually, I think, helps out with, like, with, like, with the story, you know, having that sense of familiarity and love that's coming from other... So you're media saying too
2: well. original. You're, you, just for clarification, you mean them being too original is no
0: i mean like they're trying they are trying so hard to make themselves feel like you know their own thing that they just end up feeling separate and unrelatable it's like it's its own like thing that no one can actually relate to because they are doing this for the purposes of trying to be different
2: oh so basically what you're saying is is the is that their their audience is becoming so so niche like their standard is is becoming so? It, it's to appeal to such a specific audience that it's becoming unproductive.
0: Yeah, She-Hulk is a big example of something like that.
2: But Marvel in general,
0: <clears throat> well, no, yeah. no. She-Hulk is its own can of worms. Like I don't even want to like consider. I don't even want to think about like Marvel and She-Hulk as the same thing. It's just it's that bad of a, of a show. You no, know,
1: I mean like thing about that. where Marvel's at now. They're kind of yeah, like Yeah, and
2: it has just for clarification, I don't want to say and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but just to clarify, I don't want to people to think that I dislike She-Hulk because it was like because it was because of any political agenda agenda or stuff like that. It's just they ruined the plot of the film by having the show by having She-Hulk self aware of the fact that she's in a, that she's in a series because yeah. then it makes all of her prior decisions to that revelation seem fake and irrelevant. Like my, yeah. my criticism for that was not like any sort of weird political agenda or something like that. I actually liked She-Hulk when I first started watching it. It was, it, it was just like by the time they reached the end of it, like I actually liked the She-Hulk comics cause it's kind of like Deadpool where they break the fourth wall and stuff like that. Like it is entertaining, but like, yeah. But like the way that they ended up handling it, it just became self defeating because once she found out that she was aware she was in a show, then it was like none of her. You don't know for a fact that any of her decisions are actually her decisions. Yeah, yeah. Once you know that she's self aware in that way, it's like is all of it fake? Is she aware of the fact that if she does certain things, certain things are going to happen? Like it causes so many questions that destroys the previous buildup of the series that it ruins the entire series yeah yeah I, like yeah I heard
1: it started off yeah i heard it started off good I, I'm,
0: with jo- I'm with jordan like i remember like we were watching like we were watching this and like in geekdom's discord like we were like watching the show we were actually like really liking it the humor was like was okay it was cool and i and even though like there was yeah. a lot of like criticism that people had for like the episodes and so i was like oh it's trying to cater to this agenda it's like it, it personally like it didn't bother me because the reason why people were so upset with this is that is because in their political life they are just like they are far left or far right and this yeah. show because it's 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 like it's being done in a certain way is just going well, to affect me. I feel like you just people like they just need to like separate that type of stuff from the media. The, the way, way they watched, approach
1: ruins stuff.
2: That's what I think. The way they approach the difference between the male and the female ego through the through the the hulk variations of the characters is what yeah. i found that's what i found was most interesting a lot of people don't catch on to this but like at the beginning of that series the whole point of hulk teaching she-hulk meditation and stuff like that all of those stuff are all of that stuff is techniques used to control your ego so they they are associating the hulk transformation with your ego like on a psychological level and that's also why she hulk was able to control her form immediately unlike the hulk because the female ego works different than the male ego and i really liked the way that they went went about explaining that like there really there was some really compelling stuff about the series but once it got so far and she hulk was self-aware of the fact that she was in a show it made it really hard for me to take the take everything that she, all the decisions and all the stuff that she had been through previously seriously.
1: It's like that made you question the series once they did that.
2: Yeah, right? well, the, it's I just it makes her. Yeah, it makes her character seem less convincing. It makes yeah. her. It makes the character herself seem like an actor.
1: I feel like Deadpool is really the only character you can get away with yeah. stuff like that. You know, he's really one of those. Well, he doesn't
2: ever. Time. He doesn't ever walk into the writers. And be like, I want this to happen in the plot, and I want it to happen right. And he doesn't have that ability. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just a yeah, slave yeah. To, to the the plot. Yeah. And that's what makes him interesting is the he fact that he's not aware comic. of that. Yeah, yeah and it, and it, it, he deals with it in a really manic way where he's like a maniac. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. That makes it cool. Whereas, that's like, it, yeah. that's Deadpool. And it's not that She-Hulk I wasn't cool. Like, it's just that they, they, they just sort of dropped the ball on it. You know, yeah. and it's just
0: like in the way that and we talked about this too like the way that she hulk was in the comics was like she didn't know what was going to end up happening she had no idea what was going to end up like what was going to go on so whenever like the writer specifically uh like you know put in like a path that was making things inconvenient for her she come she, she did complain but it was like dang it now i gotta deal with this this is super annoying my life sucks thanks writer look what you're doing that yeah that. that's
2: not unrealistic that's not yeah 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 that that that
1: Makes me, I never watched the show, but I didn't plan on to, and now I definitely don't want to. <laughs> like, it just doesn't because Marvel to me, I feel like they hit their peak already. That whole Infinity War, whole, all those movies building up to it, I think that was their peak. They might get high up again, but I don't think they're ever going to yeah, get on. I that
2: really, well, again. I'm a Robert Downey Jr. fan, same so here. that so <laughs> that that really held a lot of the films in place for me. Yeah. I like a lot of the actors that they hired to, p- to play the characters uh, I think a lot of the those yeah. not that the writing was like necessarily bad or anything but like seeing the actors fall so deep into their roles and yeah. not knowing exactly how they were gonna approach it because they weren't doing the same the exact same thing as the comics that's what made it interesting to me but now it it's it, honestly it's like it they're having the same issue that the comic industry had but at an accelerated rate. Because what happened with comics was is they became so convoluted, and so like the everything became so mismatched and convoluted due to the multiverse yeah. and all of these plots like meshing over each other and like you know like it, it, you're yeah creating... you had to buy
1: these comics to keep up with that one yeah I, 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 I well it's not
2: right. yeah that's a big part of it but yeah. but it just gets to the point to where it's like mind numbing yeah it's (laughs) like it's it's hard it's hard to keep track of all that even as a very intelligent uh you know even even if you're one of the most intelligent like well-intentioned fans out there it's like nearly impossible to keep track of all that stuff to the degree that they expect you to and it's just like you know like it's not necessarily that I'm complaining about it, because personally, I like a lot of the stuff that they come out with. That's been convoluted, because I like convoluted media. I like, like stuff that makes my brain do flips and folds, like, and like makes me be like, whoa, yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. Like, I like that kind of stuff. But like, yeah. is it smart in terms of a, an overall approach to the situation? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, not if you go too much on it. Yeah. Like you said, if it's like convoluted. No, you can't do too much of it, but if you do like a Yeah, also it's
2: so slow. Anime. It's so slow. Yeah. You can't you can't create like these really big epic concepts and then expect people to wait ten years to <laughs> to to watch the climax and be excited yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Like, like another nine years, and it'll conclude. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we don't have time for that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like
0: I, we're at a we're like that new media. Go Sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm good. They just they didn't I go to. That. I
1: um. <laughs> just go. No,
0: no, no. You know we've been interrupting you. We have barely let you speak. It's your turn, my man. I insist.
1: I know. I was just gonna start switching up the topic um go ahead (laughs) try to jump on to something else okay uh and now i'm like brain farting (laughs) but um yeah with comic books i don't even really read them that much anymore because it's just i I feel like they didn't they, they don't catch my like i still read them but they don't catch my interest as much as if i picked up uh, the latest manga ch- chapter of uh super or something you know it it just
2: doesn't well dragon Ball is a very compelling concept yeah uh, I think that's a big part of it but also uh comics are so they are shoved into our face yeah you know what so- I mean like it's hard not to like if you want some sort of Superman material it's not hard to find it like boom yeah. it's everywhere you know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's literally everywhere. Whereas with Dragon Ball, that is not the case. It is actually a chore to to be able to watch, you know, as much Dragon Ball as you want. Uh, yeah. At least in high quality in the way that it's supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, taken. Yeah. But, like, I think that's also a big part of it is, like, it's just, it all comes back to what I was saying about being media spoiled before. You know what I mean? Like... Like, Dragon Ball, you would think, you would think, uh, you know, would suffer from the same side effects in terms of, like, people becoming media spoiled. And yeah. pe- we do suffer from that. There are people who are media spoiled in terms of Dragon Ball. They get tired of seeing yeah. the same transformations, the same, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, that, that is a thing in Dragon Ball. But, despite all that, it has so much below the surface that you can enjoy Despite yeah. the fact that you're seeing all this eye candy that you've seen before, like the transformation, stuff like that, like what they what they do continues to be expansive, compelling and interesting. That's the difference. You can have this weird you can have this like surface level idea of enjoyment right? and then also subtly create a rich, compelling experience for people. And that's what Western media in comparison lacks. It's not necessarily that they're not good at creating something that's like at a base level entertaining. It's just that if you want to remedy this, you know, um, media spoiled effect, the best thing you can do is just make sure that at least beneath the surface that things are compelling and interesting. It doesn't even have to be compelling and interesting at a surface level. As long as there's like a lot of layers to it that that people can like sit and ponder on and be entertained by for hours and hours and hours, that's that's where the money's at, people, and that's where the longevity of a product comes from. That's why Dragon Ball, Superman, Batman, Spider Man, all this stuff is so popular because you can sit like there's so many different variations um, and build and things built around these stories for you to sit and ponder on and think on and enjoy, you know, like. Dragon Ball is just particularly rich in comparison to most comic material. Not that comic material is not rich, not that it doesn't have like layers to it as well, but due to the fact that it's culturally nuanced and it's based around martial arts and Journey to the West and Kung Fu movies and Japanese pop culture and all of these things, there's like so many layers to it that you can read it once turn around and read it again a few months later and get a completely different experience out of it because it's that rich in terms of its nuance and like what it has to offer. Like yeah. it, most media does not have that going for it. Most of most of it is you get what you get. What you see when you watch it the first time is what you're going to get out of it. In most cases. I'm not saying that's always the case because sometimes, you know, two or three rewatches you'll get a completely different experience out of it. But Dragon Ball consistently seems to be so popular because you can get a different experience out of it every time. You know what I mean? Like if you go, if you, if you read like the latest chapters of super and you apply that to the original series of dragon ball from way back in the day and you, you know, you keep in mind the events of super, when you go do your reread, it completely changes the experience because then you have all of these, the stuff that happens in the future that you can be like, Oh, look here, look there. Like, you can make all these connections. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I was there, are, there are so many versions of Superman that you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't go back and be like, oh, look at this. I mean, you can to a degree, but not in the same way. Yeah, like it's, it's a just totally
1: like, different mm-hmm. story. Yeah, you can't put them together. But, like, mm-hmm. when you were saying with Super, uh, Toriyama's good like that, too. Uh, he'll put something in Super, and then when you go back and watch Z, you're like, oh, shit. and And...
2: Even Dragon Ball,
1: so uh, it's yeah. very
2: clear. It's very clear that he uses his manga as a memory card, yeah. just as much as he does Toyotaro. Like if he wants to like go back and remember something, it's very clear that he just goes back and rereads it. Like yeah. he doesn't try to like remind himself of it. He literally le- he will legitimately just go read it so he can remember it that way. And yeah, I, you know, I would I, do the
1: same thing if I was
2: in his shoes. <laughs> right, 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 right. But same that's with, not uh, always row, how on. it's approached, though. You know, that's yeah. not always how it's approached. Like he, that's probably like, why
1: he hired uh, uh, this guy, who's pretty much. like Some people have
2: too role. big an ego. Some people have too big an ego to even. Do. Some people, like, yeah. oh, I could write this better. I don't even need like screw that. I don't even need that old material. I can hate like especially in like a, a lot of these directors and a lot of these writers in like the modern era. They just assume they can do better. Yeah, like they, don't e- they don't even try to... to Two brains, to three, three brains are always
1: better than one. I've, I've always said that. When there's more minds on something, it I, I think it'll turn out better. Well, it comes I'm back
2: on. to Dragon Ball Evolution again. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That, they, uh, did uh, that, that they did not care.
2: They did not care what the message of the original Dragon Ball was. They didn't care how they went about approaching it. They just yeah. assumed... That they could do it in a way that could that could make them a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like they just assume that they could do it better in that way in terms of like making money. And that's the issue. It's like, yeah, of course, everyone's goal is to make money. Of course, Sakura Toriyama's goal was to make money. But how he went about doing that is just entirely different. It's just like it's not the same thing. Like he created a product that has spanned longer than Almost any product that's ever existed. Yeah, because just just to be real uh, honest about it, like, not that Superman isn't comparable, not that a lot of these other, but in terms of like relevancy, in terms of people being like excited or hyped about something, I mean, there are hardcore fans for every little subgenre of thing out there. But But like Dragon
1: Ball, Dragon
2: Ball is huge. Huge.
1: Yeah, it's definitely in the billions. I don't think many. Many of anything have billions of fans. It's it's Yeah. Not a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball is definitely one of them. Yep,
2: that's true. Yeah. For sure.
0: I want to actually make sure we talk about this because I feel like we cannot have this conversation of like what of like the the spins with western media and superheroes without talking about uh shows like The Boys or Invincible, a show that I know Jordan for sure has has, has seen here uh one of the, and one of the things that i think is very compelling is that it with when it comes to invincible they change up they they massively change up what we you know view you know superheroes as they they make things a lot more gory they really show a lot more destruction and they really kind of try to like it's almost like what they're doing is that they're taking a lot of like the concept of getting you know dc characters but then all of a sudden making them even more realistic kind of making them you know i i i found that a lot more like shows who take the superhero genre in in Western media and and make them more edgy, make them more gory, have seen a lot of success. Not like that. It's from-
2: because it makes it compelling. That's yeah. because yes. it makes it something. That's because it makes it something that's not held into these rigid plastic like boxes. You know what I mean? Like it's it, like it's it's they don't they're going you know above and beyond to something different. You know, it's Robert like...
1: Kirkman has a really uh, interesting mind, though. He did Walking Dead, and the reason why he did that is he's like, I watch all the movies, but I always wanted to know what happened to the survivors after. That's why he made yeah. Walking Dead. Uh, right. And then Invincible, uh, like what you were saying, Starblast, it's much more violent than your, your basic comic book or uh, animated series or movie. It's It's uh,
2: also directly inspired from Dragon Ball you know it? so it's like it is well yeah invincible yeah i mean i mean come on you think of the you think the idea of a bunch of aliens coming to like reproduce and like destroy like it's literally uh, you
1: know what?
2: Yeah. No, it's no, not no, that hard no. to see well it's you can not say that hard to I, see that, well yeah you can, can say that, that but at the
0: same time i also feel like they they basically took the superman story and flipped it around making it to where instead of like you know oh all these people of krypton you know they're you know, they're, yeah. like, they're all dead. They're, they're still alive. It basically flipped what, what what we thought was, like, them taking, like, you know, like a copycat reference of Superman and made it even more compelling in that I regard.
2: Guarantee you, I guarantee you the guy who created that show is one of the big Vegeta fans that's ever lived. <laughs> You're probably right, though. It does <laughs> sound like the
0: Saiyans. They are conquerors in that regard. Yes. But they, I mean, probably I, like I, head, you he's it to like a, a big
2: suit. geek. A big I geek. would bet money on that. I would bet legitimate money on that. Like a hundred dollars. I wouldn't shit. be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised. But yeah, I I
1: like his stuff, Robert Kirkman. He is uh he's one of those creators who who just knows what people like and he has a really uh unique writing mind. He's good at creating characters, but yeah, I like his I like his stuff. Yeah, I, I learned about him from Walking Dead, and then I found out he did Invincible. And then the boys is another good good series like that too. That was based off of comic Book, the creator. Uh, hated comic book uh, superheroes. He hated how they're all so powerful. He's like, let me just make my own thing and just make them. (laughs) Because this is how how superheroes, I feel like that's how how superheroes would be in the world. They'd be more like celebrities getting paid. They'd be
2: narcissistic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the boys definitely tackles that too. Long
1: power? Yeah. (laughs) it definitely so i feel like superheroes they portray them more accurately than like a marvel or dc or something
2: well yeah in most cases there's that back there's that idea that the only even though they don't ever outwardly state this there's always that idea that this person became a superhero because they have a good heart yeah you know what I mean? Like, in most cases, it's like these heroes, the reason they're heroes is because whether it be some sort of, like, parental guidance or some sort of, like, you know, motivation from some weird place, like, yeah. they, for some reason, they're always catered. The characters are always created to have naturally good, good hearts. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, which is why even when they become villains, they become anti-villains. They have some sort of weird, justified uh they have some sort of weird warped sense of justice where they feel like they're still doing the right thing like it it's very rare that a villain becomes err that a hero becomes a straight up villain it's very rare in yeah. most cases they 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 come up with some weird justified reason for their actions two-face
1: good example oh yeah yeah, yeah and with guy, and if
2: you're a narcissist yeah if you 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 will do that but like the way that they approach narcissism and, and a lot of these other like modern super it's more realistic it's more like you can kind of see because these characters aren't self-aware of the most yeah. of the, the comic book characters that we're talking about like the old school comic book characters even when they're doing uh evil acts they're not self-aware they they, they still think like they they create this illusion that those characters still think that they're doing the right thing to a very pure degree Whereas in a lot of these modern adaptations, there that's not there. You can see that they actually know that they're full of shit. You know what I mean? Like you can see in their eyes that they're like, uh, you know, I might say that you know I'm justified in what I'm doing, but I know deep down. If you just look into the the character's eyes, if you just look into their expression and the way that they handle what they're doing, there's conflict there. You can see that they there is actually doubts that they are as good as they think they are. So that's a, that is a way more yeah. realistic approach to uh, these characters in modern times. Like, yeah. you know, in Invincible, you know, they, they take that stance. Like, you can see that, like, despite the fact that his dad is a complete jerk, you can see that there is a little bit of a struggle in there in him. Like, it's it's, it's much more realistic than it is, like, Superman... Like whenever Superman finds out that Joker killed Lois, and he like he goes, he, he becomes a villain. Yeah, like he he still feels like he's justified in his actions. There is no doubt in his eyes. He is just like completely dedicated to what he's doing. And and, and most of these characters, like the characters, are just more psychologically nuanced in a lot of like these new uh, comics that are coming out, and that makes them more interesting. That makes them more compelling.
1: One hundred percent. Yep, it's not the same old wrench repeat that we were talking about the other day, where they just do the same type of comic book. Like, like you were saying, every, like <laughs> most comic book characters. We need
2: nuance in media. We need stuff that's intriguing. We need stuff yeah. that grabs our attention. That's like, oh, yeah, really? unique, different,
1: more. Like you said, intriguing, interesting. It's it's you can't just keep giving the same thing over and over. Sometimes it works for a little bit, but then. Uh, People yeah, you become media spoiled
2: and you're like, I'm tired yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. 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 So you know what I mean,
2: like if I, if it wasn't for the fact, here's the thing. Like, I have to deal with a lot of Dragon Ball fans who complain about Dragon. Ball. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it is, is that in a lot of cases I actually relate to them, which is why I try really not to be a jerk to them. Because yeah. if I wasn't, if I wasn't very studied on Eastern philosophy, uh, Akira Toriyama's particular approach to the story, Journey to the West, stuff like that. Like if I if I didn't like go out of my way to educate myself on like why Akira Toriyama specifically does what he does, I might get tired of it. You know what I mean? I might see a new transformation every couple months and be like, "This is so repetitive and 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 ridiculous." Yeah. And I'm just so tired of this. Like I could easily yeah. see myself getting to that point if i didn't realize that there was some like culturally nuanced richness underneath what's happening in the manga itself you yeah. have to appreciate things for what they actually are you can't just look at everything at a surface level you have to actually understand the product that you're consuming and what they're trying and and the reasoning for the approach you know in, in most cases like it's like expecting a little kid to watch you know, uh, the boys or, you know, like, like, any, like, a, a someone who is not willing to use any critical thinking, it's like, it's like expecting them to be entertained by, um, something that is nuanced. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you're not going to use critical thinking, if you're not going to like, you know, try really hard to analyze the media that you're taking in, you can't be fully entertained by it. You cannot, you can't comprehend it to the full degree that they, that the creator intends for you to. It's like, it's like, like I said, it's like a kid trying to watch an adult film. You don't have the correct context to understand exactly what's going on. You don't have the correct uh, context to understand why things are being approached and portrayed the way that they are. That's a very important thing to have if you're going to correctly interpret and enjoy specific forms of media like Godzilla for example it just seems like a a uh you know a, a giant monster running around destroying the city but if you if you understand the the context behind it and you understand all the deep rich layers behind the creation and the story of Godzilla it makes it a way more compelling and interesting story and concept like yeah. you can't just take everything at a surface level you know what i mean like it, like,
1: it, like anime and manga, I feel like it, it, you need to go deep into it because it,
2: it, it's well. Just you need to look at I it as it. a localized product. It's a localized product. It is a product yeah. aimed at Japan. It is a product aimed at Japanese audiences, not you. So, if you are not if you are not looking at it from the perspective of of the the intended audience, it's going to be really hard for you to understand what they're doing. You know what I mean. It's, it's the same reason that a lot, of, uh, a lot of people looked at Superman back in the day and thought he was a, a douche because they didn't have this weird veil of American patriotism convincing them that he's justified in his actions. like that, it's, it, How you interpret a piece of media is completely dependent on your culture, your upbringing, your, your understanding of where the, the creator is coming from, what his intentions are, what his inspirations are, Like people really undersell exactly what you need to enjoy media to the highest degree. People just think, oh, anybody can enjoy at the same level at all times, and that is just objectively and factually false. It's just not true. If if, one person
1: You're saying who
2: like the truest shit
1: (laughs) I ever uh, heard right now. (laughs) <laughs> this is great. like what you're saying so it's it's so factual so it, mm-hmm. it's yeah it makes sense 100 <laughs> percent.
2: Yeah. yeah and i think you know and i'm understanding of this and that's the reason that a lot of times when i see somebody complaining about something like i'm just like you know if if i could yeah. like beam context into your brain like if i had that superpower i would do it but i don't So it's just like, I'm not going to judge you and I'm just going to move on.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people won't like something, but they, like you said, don't not just do the research, but they don't context. Yeah. They they, they don't understand it. So they're complaining about something they don't properly understand, Mm -hmm. which you understand. But if you try to explain it to them, they might not fully understand it unless they actually go and
2: make the effort. Yeah, you have yeah. to actually make the effort. Like you have to actually you you have to actually want and here's the thing, if if you if you're going to make the argument that that is too much of an expectation for you to enjoy a product, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. That's actually a realistic take. That's actually a realistic take. A big, like like yeah, example
0: too- is like obviously uh, Gohan, Beast, and an Orange Piccolo in the in Dragon Ball Super Superhero because they don't because they don't understand that the deeper layers of that movie is obviously Piccolo and Gohan's relationship and such. And yeah. th- th- on the surface, because of the f- and, and you can't even blame them. You know, for thinking yeah. of it like this, because on the very surface of the movie, they it's very simple, it's very like straightforward. They don't really like make it obvious that they are playing on themes. A lot of the ways that they that they did stuff in the movie was so much more subtle than it's ever actually been. That it, I feel like in some ways, like or, like hurts the movie a little bit. I don't. I, it's not even Toriyama's fault, but I feel like you know with the way that Toei manages he's just to-
2: doing what they are just doing what they've always done. <laughs> the thing about it is it's just like as Dragon Ball grows in popularity, that problem is going to become more prominent. And that's yeah. just the reality. Like there's going to be more people who who don't they're not in on the joke. They don't understand exactly what's going on and so you're going to have like the more popular it gets, the more you're just going to naturally going to have to deal with that. That's just that's just how it works. And that's just something I've like I've come to terms with like I know a lot of people who can't stand seeing Dragon Ball get criticized or talk bad about or whatever. To me, it's just like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. it's the reality of the situation. Yeah. You can't expect the entire world to understand or look things the way you do. It's just a reality. Like, it's just yeah, the truth. That, that'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you know, just uh, take what people say with a grain of salt and just enjoy things the way that, you know, just enjoy things yourself. I feel, yeah, I feel yeah. like people just you know need I mean? to
1: enjoy things a little more, too. <laughs> they're,
2: they're, well, yeah, I can't stand... Well, here's the thing. They just well, hate what, everything. <laughs> well, you know why? Because there's a motivation to hate everything. There is literally actual motivation yeah. to hate media in the modern day, and that is hate tweets. Like, yep. like yeah. if, if you get on Twitter... And, and your brain is looking for validation and you're just you know, like, all you have to do is just make a, a, a very uh, with zero critical thinking, just make any sort of criticism that causes somebody to, to think the least amount possible in order to agree with it. And then they will just naturally agree with it without thinking about it. And then you get your validation and boom, it's a win-win for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there's, there's, and that's why a lot of this stuff is just fabricated. A lot of it's just fake. A lot of this stuff is just people not using If they used even a minor amount of critical thinking, they wouldn't come to the conclusion that they come to in most cases. In most yeah. cases, if they used even a minor amount, they wouldn't come to the same conclusion. But they don't want to do that because using critical thinking and then posting something after using said critical thinking it that you you set up the expectation for the person who read it to also do the exact same thing whereas if you post something simple and hateful that requirements not there they don't have yeah. to put any thought into it they can just see it and be like you know what yeah
1: you're right make this
0: segment into a youtube short
2: I <laughs> will. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: But no like that just you know right. that 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 is just like so completely true it's just like a lot of the ways that the the, the modern media and Twitter and everything it's like they're they're taking the entertainment aspect and, and and such and it's actually it's actually bringing it's actually bringing it down a lot of like the the very like yeah. themes without actually trying to use the thinking to understand the media and it's like it it, it, it really is like it kind of sucks because it's like all of the things that people are very critical of you know, they, they, they you know, like when, when it comes to like Western media versus Eastern media, it's like because of the because some people do not have the ability to want the to, to, to want to understand, the, you know, some of the Eastern media. It's like they're criticizing it like like it's Western media when, when yeah. at that at that very moment, it's like a lot in a lot of ways that media is giving them mm-hmm. the exact same thing is the, the exact very thing that they've actually been wanting. They just
2: don't realize the saddest it. Yeah. The saddest part of all of that is how much breath and time is wasted. Yeah. That's yeah. honestly, when I think about that, the most depressing part of all that is like all of the breath and time that was wasted. We only have so much finite time on this earth. And the yeah. idea that I wasted any amount of time hating on something because right. I didn't understand it would drive me nuts. You know See? what I mean?
1: See me if I don't understand something or if I don't have knowledge about something I'm not going to uh, dislike it. Well, yeah, or,
2: most or people are like that, but it. not
1: everybody. Yeah, it's it's yeah, some people you'll just never get.
2: <laughs> well, they want to they want that dopamine hit and they want that validation. You have yeah. to be a pretty you have to be a pretty secure person to to have that approach. If you're like yeah. if you're even a relatively insecure person, you're going to have the opposite approach. You're going to yeah. look for the first criticism that you can make a clout tweet about. Yeah. And you're just going to latch onto that and that's going to be your daily routine and you're going to eventually going to get addicted to it. You're going to yeah. you're literally going it, to become like an with addict.
1: YouTube comments. You you see a bunch yeah. of great ones and you see that one bad one. It's don't let that faze you. It's just right. one person. You you are right. describing the Dragon
0: Ball fandom like 2AT right In now.
2: The figure community, wrestling community, every community. Yeah, the Dragon Ball fandom like if if the Dragon Ball fandom ever became self-aware yeah, of how much of their antics are just straight up hormones and weird like psychological cues. It would yeah. blow their mind. Like, it, even the majority of the internet, like, if they actually knew how much of their actions are just based in basic psychology, they would, they would like, it, it would, co- some people would have a midlife crisis because they'd be like, oh, wow, like, have all these decisions I made actually been my own or is this just me, like, or am I just like a slave to like social media and the effect that it has on my psychology and my, and like my decision-making processes, you know? So like if a lot of these people ever became self-aware, they would definitely question themselves and they would definitely become much more productive members of society. If they were aware of the fact that like a lot of decisions and a lot of things they do are just for validation. It's just to, to reaffirm your identity to make you feel good about yourself, to get that dopamine hit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if a lot of these people knew that, they would probably like stray from social media a little bit. Well, look, you know at, what I mean? Yeah. So, not all of them. Some of them would be like, I don't care. Yeah, not everybody's, everybody's to, like that, but there is, yeah. yeah,
1: there's a chunk of people like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I, I, what I'm saying is, is like the majority of people aren't self-aware. You know what I mean? The majority of people yeah. are not self-aware, but yeah. if they were self-aware, You know, there would be a lot of people who would be like, wait a minute. I need to take a break from social media. I need to like get my mind right. I need to like stop worrying about this so much. I need to stop chasing validation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Sometimes social media is just can be a bad thing (laughs) itself, though. Well, Um, yeah. (laughs) And then it's like,
0: and then here's to to play devil's advocate. It's like you have a lot of these like Western filmmakers who are literally looking at Twitter instead instead of like seeing it as an avenue, like you know, like for like what it is. They're legitimately taking it as advice and like, oh, this is constructive criticism. And then they're trying to build like like some sort of product that is meant to appease these people off of Twitter. And then it ultimately fails because they do not understand the concept. They don't even know what they
2: actually want. That's I was I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've actually meant to say that a few times since we've been talking. <laughs> it would be a nightmare to work in the inter- entertainment industry. It would be a oh, nightmare. Yeah. You do not know if what you're reading is actual criticism or if it's just a clout tweet. You don't know. You don't know. You yeah. can't tell. Nah. You know what I mean? When you're reading it, you're like, oh, is is this a legit criticism? Like, Did we really mess up there? or is this person just saying whatever they need to say to get yeah. you never know if you someone's get... trolling oh. too yeah yeah so it's it would suck it would suck mm-hmm. like in like you remember back in the day whenever i'm I'm pretty old so maybe you guys don't remember that. but like back in the years. day that, that yeah you're well you're older than me then but they would give <laughs> yeah. you like they would give you these uh these like forms for you to fill out to like rate a product yeah, You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, how was this product? You know, like, it was like t- it's the internet. They do that we on the internet. So know, back back in today, they would, like, hand you a thing and you would, like, fill it out and you'd be like, you know, you know yeah. like, we see that on such a massive scale on the internet, on Twitter, and that being mixed up with people being disingenuous about their takes for the sake of clout, creates this weird dynamic where you can't if you were in if you were in the entertainment industry and you were looking for actual criticism and you were looking for actual guidance in terms of what people actually want, it would be near impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs>
0: it's like ba- like basically case in point, it's just like the internet is not the place for that because it's 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 they take it. And it's part of the reason why uh, in a lot of ways like society is actually like you know' like declining in its in its intelligence and its integrity is because the, the placement of the internet is actually hurting a lot like you know and bringing and bringing down a lot of the things that are that I feel like you know they that are actively meant to kind of uh to, to kind of increase the ability of our society it, 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 well yeah
2: it's not the internet, it's the people. Yeah. It's not yeah, the internet. But, it's yeah, the but the but the internet I stress is the tool that,
0: that, that allows that you know the people to expand their words all, all over the place.
2: Before we go though, yeah. I just want to I just want to stress that that the internet itself is not the issue. It's the people using the internet that is the issue. We are not necessarily ready to use it to its full extent, and that's not necessarily <laughs> our fault. But I'm not nec- I'm not one of these people that's like anti internet because I do think that it can serve to accelerate our development as species. Because it's like an experience that we need to go through in order to learn and grow. Yeah. So it's, you know,
0: this was such an interest. This was such an interesting episode. It's just like we're talking about the difference between yeah. Eastern and Western media, and then next thing you know, it's like a lot of a lot of that ultimately has to do with the <laughs> internet and with the the constructed. I, I, this was a okay. Gosh, we hit oh, we good. hit the one. We hit, yeah, we hit an hour and, like, hour and not reminds Anyways, guys, let us know what you think down in the comment section down, down below. Tell me what you guys think about this entire episode. This has been Jordan the Dragon Lee alongside with Daredevil 19 and Starblast Studios. We hope you guys did enjoy. We'll see you in the comment section. Until then.
2: Don't be too yes.
1: controversial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's be better than the internet trolls.
1: Thanks for listening to our episode. If you're on YouTube and watch the video, then thank you for watching as well. We are your hosts. Starblast Studios, and me, Daredevil19. And if you enjoyed our episode on Spotify, be sure to give us a follow and a rating. And we do thank you. And if you did watch this on YouTube, be sure to give a like if you liked it, and a subscribe scribe if you enjoyed it. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Plastic Power Podcast.